have it, say amen. 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 Jude, the third verse is where we'll just jump right in. Um, It says, Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness or taking advantage of the grace of God and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. And since you are seated, and I'm saying I'll just keep reading a few more verses. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, flesh, and are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Um, and we'll, we'll just c- conclude there for the uh, current reading. Um, and we're going to just kind of be re- reading through and jumping in and out of verses in the book of Jude tonight. Uh, and more of a Bible study type night. Uh, but this is something that uh, I felt uh, led to teach on tonight. And the topic of what I'm going to teach about is called contending for the faith. Um, so if you're taking notes, you can write at the top of there, contending for the faith. Uh, that's my title tonight. Uh, before we jump through and begin to this, uh, dive into the teaching, why don't we just pray one more time? And why don't you pray with me tonight that God would uh, anoint your mind to be receptive to the word of God. And pray that God would anoint myself to teach and to speak, amen, as his mouthpiece, amen, what he wants us to hear tonight. Lord, we thank you again tonight for the word of God. We thank you, Lord, for the scriptures, for they possess the keys to eternal life, God. If we can learn how to unlock the door, hallelujah, with faith, God, with understanding tonight. I pray, God, you would anoint every heart and anoint every mind here tonight to be receptive to your words, oh God. Anoint our hearts, Lord. Give us an open heart, an open mind. Anoint my lips of clay, God. Let me speak as the mouthpiece of God. God, help your church to go forward. God, to put down roots that ever go deeper. Let us be more established in the Word of God. Let there be a firm foundation, God. Let there be a a firm footing and foundation that we take tonight, that we get a hold of, that we build upon tonight in Your Word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone said in Jesus' name, Amen.
you can keep on sitting down. The backdrop of Jude's epistle is set in a time of apostasy. Uh, that word apostasy uh, is an abandoning of what one has originally professed or laid claim to. Apostasy is a total desertion or a departure from one's faith or religion. And in the time in which Jew wrote this epistle, uh, there was a great time of apostasy in the church and people abandoning the core tenets of scripture. And there was also tremendous persecution in the church. The false, there was false teachers who had prophesied, uh, the false teachers who had been prophesied about were now on the scene in the church and were causing some to depart from the faith. And Jude's fervent contention for the faith that was, as we read, once delivered unto the saints, it forms the thesis of his writing. Amen. It is uh, contending for the faith. That was once delivered unto the saints. Hence the primary message of Jude is the necessity to fight for the original and the authentic truth that was delivered by the apostles from the beginning of the church age. There will come a time even in this church. There will come a time in your life when the responsibility will be upon you. To contend for that faith yes. and to fight for the truth that God has revealed to you. Yes. In other words, there's going to be a day in which people begin to creep into your life and begin to speak things that are opposing to the scripture. Speak things that are opposing to that which is being preached by your pastor myself. And there will be opposing things, opposing forces that come into the church and into your family and into your life. And the responsibility is not uh, upon the preacher necessarily to contend for the faith. But if you read closely the book of Jude and the first verse, I want you to pay a special attention. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father. It's to the church he's writing and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. And, and then we read in verse number three says, Beloved, I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and for Jude to exhort the people. And then he says it like this, that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. I'll stop and tell you tonight that it's not possible for you to earnestly contend for the faith unless you have an understanding of that faith. You first have got to get an understanding of this book and the word of God and be able to dispute false narratives and false uh, ideologies and philosophies and false religions that are out there. But in order for you to contend for the faith, amen, you've got to have a good grip and a good understanding of the Word of God. Yes. Amen. I've grown up and many times thought that it was the primary responsibility of the preacher to earnestly contend for the faith. Hence, 
the uh, the preaching and the uh, the passionate preaching that goes uh, behind the pulpit, but the the word there it is that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Amen. There, there there's got to be uh, an understanding in the church of what truth is. It's not enough to just say, well, uh, go talk to the pastor. He understands it a little bit better. But you have got to get to the point where you say, I, I understand a little bit better. I think I got what it means that there's one God and his name is Jesus. I think I understand through the scriptures and through revelation of what holiness is and what the Bible says about how to live my life. And so I'm going to contend for the faith, but to contend for the faith, I've got to have an understanding, a, a firm grasp on truth. You've got to have a firm grasp on truth. Since the inception of the church on the day of Pentecost, many forces had begun to chip away at the truth that the church had. And we find Jude uh, written right before Revelation, uh, one of the final epistles written uh, in, the, in the New Testament. Uh, and by the time of Jude's writing, all of the apostles except for John had been martyred or killed. And subsequently, false doctrine began its insidious invasion into the church. And Jude writes to a church, amen, that had had, be, had weathered many a storms and, and had seen many apostles uh, and men of God go on to be with the Lord. And now they stood as a church and the product and the fruit of the apostles' labor and of the apostles' work. And they Jude encouraged him to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Contend for the faith. Have an understanding of what we're preaching about and what you've been taught by the apostles and by Jesus Christ and be able to contend for the faith. Have a good understanding. Have a good grip on the things of God. And Jude references in his account numerous stories of rebellion likening likening them to the current apostates that were in the church. There were folks that were in the church that were not of the church. There were folks in the church that didn't have the vision of the pastor. There were folks in the church that did not have the same vision and the same uh, understanding uh, that God wanted them to have. And they had abandoned, amen, original truths and original core foundational concepts in Scripture. And they had abandoned them. They they, They were apostates. And Jude writes and begins to talk to the church. And he talks, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth, but he begins to talk about Cain, that first murder in the Bible, in the book of Genesis. Cain, whose blatant rebellion caused his sacrifice to be unacceptable. He rebelled against the way in which God commanded him to worship. And it caused his sacrifice to be unacceptable. Jude references that false prophet Balaam whose desire for reward caused him to compromise the specific directive from God. Balaam was seeking self-aggrandizement. Balaam was seeking his own own thing, his own deal, and not the welfare of the people of God. 
And anytime somebody begins to seek their own gain, amen, seek their own, and they flatter others for advancement, uh, they're outside of the will of God. And God does not reward, God does not bless rebellious Balaam. And then also Jude references Korah in his, in his writings. Korah was that one that rebelled against Moses in directly opposing Moses and leading an insurrection. And his subsequent reward for his rebelling was the earth swallowed him up. You may have seen things in the news from time to time that just shock you. And I've seen pictures in the news where uh, a part of the earth just is a, there's a slice that goes through the earth and the earth opens up. And it swallows vehicles and it swallows houses. And you're thinking, that really happened? Is this a National Enquirer shock story? Or did this really happen? No, those things really happened. And this is what happened to Korah who rebelled uh, and had an insurrection against the spiritual leadership in his life. Amen. The Bible says that the earth swallowed up Korah and his family. uh, And God dealt with rebellion. Uh, There is, as we move through the scriptures tonight and he begins to talk about in verse 3 it was needful for me to write unto you and and exhort you there is an urgent need in the church for a ministry to exhort the people what is exhort what is exhortation exhortation is uh, encouraging or advising or counseling uh, people uh, which in turn brings about a certain level of strength and understanding Exhortation is is giving you advice, giving you counsel. It is uh, inciting a certain response. And there's a need in the church for the ministry to do that. But there's a need in the church also for you as a saint on the pew, on the chair, to earnestly contend. What does that mean? It's to passionately fight. For the original doctrine in every generation. There's a responsibility upon the pew tonight. To passionately fight for what God has delivered to you. To not walk away from truth. To not walk away from that that original core foundational teaching that God has given us. We are not to become apostates and walk away from revelation, walk away from understanding. Uh, We are to passionately fight for it. And that word earnestly contend in the scriptures was an allusion to the Grecian Olympic Games and was applicable to the earnest effort that was put forth in those games to obtain the prize. They would earnestly contend. They would do everything in their power to earnestly contend for that prize, to make sure that they they won the gold, the the gold medal. They they got the wreath around their their head or whatever the prize was. They would earnestly contend. They would do everything in their power to fight to win. And that reference is used in the book of Jude that the saints are earnestly to earnestly contend for truth. The faith that was once delivered. That was once the, the thing you got in the beginning. That that moment when you first came to God and God God gave you revelation and light was shined upon your life and, and there was understanding. You said, ah, I see, I see how I'm supposed to live and how I'm supposed to worship and how I'm supposed to please God. That thing is what you're to earnestly contend for. To protect that that original fire that God gave you when you came to Him. To protect that original conviction that God gave you when you.
you came to him. Those original things that God put into your spirit. It was maintaining the truth that was once delivered against all those who would oppose. That faith and teaching which was once delivered unto the saints has not changed, is not changing, and never will change. God's word uh, is the same. It is eternal. It does not change. There is no uh, improving upon perfection. It is the perfected word of God. The the doctrine that is here, God may give you a revelation so you begin to understand the scriptures more. But uh, God's not going to change what the word of God says. It's not going to be altered. Not Not one word is going to be adulterated or changed. Amen. But it is a pure word of God that we have here at our disposal, in our grasp. In our possession. It must be continuously upheld. The truth. Earnestly contend. Is a. It's an active word. It's not. A past. Tense word. It is presently. I've got to contend for the faith. I've got to earnestly contend for the faith. In other words. If I'm having to earnestly contend. For the faith, that tells me that I'm going to be fought. I'm going to fight some devils. There's going to be opposition that comes against me. There's going to be things that come against me. And it will not be a a fightless war. But there's going to be many a times I fight battles. And and I have to fight my flesh. And i got to fight opposing forces that I might win. It is continuing to earnestly contend for the faith. There is going to be pressure that comes against you. Pressure uh, against coming to church. Pressure against living for God. Pressure against doing the right thing. Pressure to rebel. Pressure, amen, to go against everything that you've been taught. But you've got to earnestly contend for the faith and say, God, you don't change your mind, God. Your ways are perfect, God. I'm going to hold fast to that word that you gave me. I'm going to hold fast to the revealed word of God in my life. You have got to earnestly contend for faith. You are going to be faced with things. Amen. You're going to be faced with trials and temptations and and adverse situations that say, lay down your faith. Just compromise a little bit. Just give it a little bit here. And you've got to say, no, I'm earnestly contending for the faith. God saved me. And I won't forget that night that I was drunk as a skunk. And I had a nasty hangover. And I was lost and abandoned. And God saved me. And God delivered me. I'll not forget what God did for me. So I'll keep fighting. I'll keep living for God. I'll keep giving God my everything. I'll say yes, God. I'll earnestly, I'll passionately fight for what you've given me, what you've done in my life. May we never forget what God did for us. May we never forget the night that God found us and God saved us and God delivered us from sin. And may we ever earnestly contend, God, that thing that you've begun in my life, until you come back, God, I'm going to contend for the faith. I'm going to hold on, God, to what you've given me, Lord. God, this one God, Jesus' name, holiness, message, it will not get old. I'm going to make sure that I hold fast 
to the profession of my faith. This delivering of this faith, the delivering of this faith to the saints. Here referred to as evidently that made by revelation or the system of truth, which God has made known in his word. Everything which he has revealed to your life. We are to defend as true. You are to defend it as true. Everything that God has given you, you're to hold on to it. And say, thank you, God, for a little bit more revelation, a little bit more understanding. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to that. We are to surrender no part of it, whatever it would be. For every part of that system is of value to you and I. Everything that God has done in your life is still of value. Everything that God has done in your life is still of value. There's value in the things that God has deposited into our lives. And the ministry, myself, uh, as of this church, the pastor of this church, has had a responsibility to continually remind the saints of what you once knew. Without this continual reminder in the church, the saints would lose, amen, the, the preciousness, the value, the certainty of their faith. You say, well, I don't need a preacher. Yes, you do need a preacher. Every man, every woman, every boy and girl needs a preacher. And everybody still needs a pastor. If you say, I don't have a pastor, I'm concerned about you. Amen. You've got to have a pastor, a man of God, to preach into your life and to remind you of some things that God gave you when you first started out. And God wants you, amen, to cleave to that which is good and to hold fast. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, we praise you tonight. Lord, we worship you tonight, Lord. Help me, Lord, to serve notice of the devil that the church is still on fire for God. That the church still has a passionate love for truth and for holiness and for revival. It's still the desire of the church to go forward in victory and in revival. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to hold on. I want to contend for that thing, that that valuable lesson, that valuable understanding of what I got when I was a younger man. Hallelujah. Sister Lene's preaching with me in there. Spirit prevails. Amen. She has a way of letting you know. When she needs help, it's time, right? She will stretch her lungs until you hear her. And you know what? We ought to be that way when we need something from God. Amen. We ought to not be just, you know, I'm okay, God. I just, I'm just here strapped in. I'm just here all tied up and I'm handicapped, but I can't do anything. Maybe God will have, No, you need to cry out to him yeah. right, right. until he hears you. There ought to be that determination in our spirit. God, I am in need of a real touch of God. I need a move of God in my life, God. And I will not stop until I get God's attention on my behalf. Amen. I want to God that Abundant Life Center would cry out to God and say, God, take note of us tonight. God, be every need in this place. Give us the revival. 
hear me, until you bless me, until you prosper me, until you turn my situation around. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, some of you have cried out to God and you haven't got the timely response that you thought you would. And then you just, amen, you just determined your heart that God wasn't going to answer you. But can I remind you about Daniel when he got to praying, when he got to fasting, and the Bible says that immediately God sent down the angel Gabriel to minister to Daniel's needs. But on the way, amen, from heaven down to meet uh, Daniel on the earth, the Bible says that Gabriel fought hell and he was withstood. Amen. God heard you from the very beginning. But if you'll just cry out, if you'll reach out and do not stop, amen, don't lose heart, don't lose faith. Amen. Just cry out the Lord, saying, Jesus, thou son of David. God, I got needs in my life. And even though I don't see a timely response, I believe, God, you're still working things out for my good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, amen, God has heard prayers in this place. You're not seeing the timeless in the response. And it's easy to question and wonder whether God is still a prayer answering God. Amen. I'm not telling you something that I'm not walking myself. Amen. I heard three weeks ago, amen, I'd have a job offer. And, and I talked to the lady again today. She said, I don't know what's taking so long. Uh, they, they don't ever take this long. And, and I said, okay, well, uh, that thing I've been preaching, I just got to walk that right now. And just trust in God, amen, that it's going to happen. Amen. So it may be another two or three weeks, whatever it takes. Amen. But I know that I've prayed a prayer and God has heard my prayer. And there may be delay in the heavens. But God is still working things out for my good. And God's got my best interest in mind. And like the psalmist said, I've been young and now I'm old. But yet I never, never, never see the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Oh God, I trust in you, Lord. God, I may not have the time the response that I want, but I know you're still working things out for my good. And when I don't know what's happening, when I'm lost, when I feel abandoned, when I feel alone, when I feel confused, I will trust in you, Lord. I'll trust in you, Lord. I'll trust in you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God has not stopped being God tonight. He's not stopped being God tonight. Hallelujah. He's not stopped being God. Shotama Kandolo Koriba Sandolo Koshata. Rima Shando Koto Rima Shata. Why don't we reach out to God right now for a few moments? The Holy Ghost is in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we just need to reach out to Him right now. Can I tell you, God has seen every situation? Can I tell you, God has seen every situation? Hallelujah! God allows the pastor to walk through valleys and down lonely roads sometimes so that he can understand what the people go through. And I'm telling somebody tonight, amen, my trial is not in vain. If I'm going through it and I'm getting through it, then so can somebody else. Come on, I'm contending for the faith. When you first came to God, you found out how good he was and how real he was and that God can do anything. And you go through life and you forget, amen, what God did in the beginning. But then I contend for the faith that was once delivered. God hasn't changed. He's still the same God. He's still the same God. He's still the same God. Yesterday and today and forever. He changes not. Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Come on, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Come on, somebody in this house just needs to get lost in the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith.
today. Come on, if you've got something you need from God, you say, I'm desperate. I need a touch from God. I need an answer from God. I want you to come to this altar area, and I want you just to reach out to Him. Come on, don't worry about anybody else. If you know you've got something you need from God, get down to an altar as an act of faith and say, God, I'm worshiping you. I'm seeking you for my miracle. Come on, right now. Come on, right now. Come on, stretch your faith. Stretch your faith. Reach out to Him. Come on, isn't this what you're really after tonight? It's just simply a visitation from the Lord and a touch from God. Lord, I'm walking this lonely trail. I'm on this path. This dusty road of life. 
Lord.
name is above all names, and whose name is Jesus Christ. Yes, my Lord Jesus. Gracias. Gracias, Gracias He deserves the praise. Yes, yes, yes. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Worship the God Almighty. Our strength and who is our Lord and our God and our King and our Savior and our heart's desire. 